G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Imagine leaving the big city to live in a regional centre. You don't know where you'll live or what your job or in the case of a Christian leader, what ministry might emerge. But you have a quiet faith that God is setting the agenda and leading you in a direction. Well, this is the story of Andrew Bollum today, who left a church pastoral role in Sydney and moved to live in the North Queensland city of Townsville. Not knowing where he would live, work or what ministry might be there, he knows that God led him through the door of Shalom Christian College, where he began to take on a role as chaplain. And Shalom Christian College specialises in education for children from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander backgrounds. Andrew's joining us for an update on his story. Hi, Andrew. Welcome along. Hello. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Good to talk. Andrew, let's come back to talking about what put on the radar looking for something else other than the big city in Sydney. You had something of an encounter with God about five years ago. Yeah, it's been been quite a journey. So, um, yeah, I was visiting uh, some friends and young people and um, connected to a, a church uh, in Yarrabah, an hour from Cairns, um, actually Australia's largest First Nation community. And, um, yeah, the last five years had been visiting there once or twice a year, but, it, yeah, it was five years ago, actually just um, debriefing and praying and walking in Cairns that I kind of had a a moment where in my heart it just felt like this would be a home for my family um, and that he was calling us to to live and minister and, and walk with First Nation people um, yeah, in North Queensland. So um, I wasn't with my wife at that point. So uh, I returned home after what felt like kind of a vision and seeing us there older and with, with kids and uh, shared that with her. And, and, and she had quite a piece about it. We had married and, and wanted to be on an adventure where we followed his spirit's leading. And uh, a year later, Emma came with me, my wife, and uh, she felt a real sense of, of, of connectedness to to the area. And, and so it was, yeah, then five years, we, we just kept praying and uh, seeking other people's wisdom and thoughts and prayers and pictures and, and prophetic senses. And it, it slowly kept leading us to uh, to Cairns and eventually Townsville. Did you always have some level of affinity for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples? Yeah, that that was the real heartbeat. Um, just um, I think I think I, as I look back and have reflected since being here now for five months. Um, when I was younger, I went on a trip to Northern Territory and also the Kimberleys in, in uh, Western Australia. And, and it was there that my heart first saw that there was a gap in um, opportunity and education and um, for, uh, yeah, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And um, something planted in my, my heart there just 15 years ago when I was a young teenager, really that, man, I want to, 
give part of my life to just seeing this uh, improve and just to encourage their um, who they are and and what they can still dream and 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 pour back into what is their was their land and is their land um, that's now shared as we look ahead. And so yeah, that that was really where the heartbeat was to to be in closer proximity, um, walking with young people and families of of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander. And how how are these young people receiving you as chaplain? Is there an open armed welcome, or is there a, a little bit of suspicion? How do people treat you? Yeah, well, um, it's gone yeah pretty well. Uh, yeah, for, I mean, fortunately, this was a school that was um, yeah has a long history um, as a Christian school and was built with a vision given um, from God to a group of um, our Aboriginal. Um, people, and so the, the school seems to have always had an openness to people I've got, um, both um, non-Indigenous and Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander um, people of the church, um, and so yeah, it was. It was. I think the the, the, the ground was already um, yeah good there for me to come along into. Um, I think God had prepared me, um, having visited over ten times and spending time fishing and walking and singing and sharing and praising with um, yeah, a bunch of, of mob in, in Yarrabah, I guess I, I just, I guess, um, prepared me to be comfortable and relaxed and, and just be myself and, and not really have any agenda other than just to, to listen and learn and, and build relationship. Um, that the kids have been amazing, right from the little prep kindergarten um, right through to the year seven and eight. Um, I mean, it, it does take time and, and to kind of share more parts of their life um, I've seen develop, but that really um, I, I think I was fortunate with the, who the school was, but also, um, yeah, going in there just as who I was and, and just there to, as a pastor, uh, they knew I'm there to talk about Jesus and, and they have a sense of, of who God is and, and a creator and, 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 and um, someone who created all things, so um I've been, uh, yeah, encouraged by um, how warm and open they've been. I can imagine a whole bunch of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander young people having this oversight coming from a fabulous Christian chaplain because uh, around Australia, of course, we know that Aboriginal young people are dealing with some pretty tough challenges, uh, poverty, family breakdown, uh, incarceration rates. Uh, I imagine that uh, things might look a little different in a Christian school setting, but uh, are those the same sorts of, of challenges that you might even be facing there in Townsville? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, they they vary slightly from, I guess, more rural or remote communities, but um, yeah, definitely similar similar problems, I guess, in every school. But I think it's just a high proportion, and so. Um, yeah, our kids are amazing and resilient, and so many of them, um, yeah, have often moved from from different homes and live with different relatives through you know a whole range of, of different challenging situations that their family have faced. Uh, but um, yeah, it definitely is 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 you can see uh, yeah you're, you're hearing stories regularly, and and just trying to um, yeah walk with compassion and empathy and understand that. Um, it may, that home life and family life um, may have a whole range of problems that that can um, yeah mean as they search who they are yeah that takes time and a, a, a journey.
Now, you're there in Shalom Christian College and specialising in this care and education of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children. Uh, Let me just ask you here, because the culture of the school is different to the typical sort of school culture that we might be thinking of. How do things function differently in a sort of a day-to-day operation when you're building a culture that's safe and supported learning environment for young Aboriginal students? Yeah, definitely. No, I was really encouraged and seeing a few different things like these teachers and, and the school do an amazing job. Um, but, but some of the things are like all of our ch- children are picked up and dropped off by um, buses, small buses. Um, so they go out every morning at 7am and, and then they head home in the afternoon. Um, so there's a kind of door-to-door um, familiar face and, and connection and and then that, that um, yeah, brings, I guess, a whole other relational kind of safe um, care. It also increases um, regularity and connection with the families and then that does improve attendance, which can often be um, a difficulty um, in um, for families of, of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander background um, we, we then yeah we have breakfast for all the kids um, the, the primary kids there's, there's sandwiches for them in the morning um, and then in high school um, they get the chance to use the kitchen and actually have cereal and toast and, and develop those skills in hospitality just before the bell goes and, and it also means that they have a great start to the day with um, a good breakfast and um, I mean, not that all of them haven't had any breakfast or anything, but it just means those that may not have or may have had some difficulty, um, it means everyone gets that equal, fair start, and that's so often what's, I think, lost. And then, I mean, there, there are a few of the key practical ones that I've been blown away with um, that level of care, but, but then I, as I get to be inside each classroom and then and, and support the teachers and, and the room, I think there's just a greater level of... Um, I mean, each class has a, a teacher aide or a youth worker, um, which which provides the teacher with support for any behaviour problems, and it, it really allows um, um, a real focus on on positive behaviour and affirmation, and and it gives a little bit extra space to, to kids that may need to learn in different ways. The other area where the, the teachers just really excel at adapting the classroom to um, foster the different learning styles, particularly of um, the, these First Nation children, um, and, and also provide maybe a few extra breaks, but also time to, to run around outside. Um, they also have a fruit break each day, and, and just the teacher's ability to adapt is, is really incredible and, and really intentional um, to love these children. So, yeah, it's my pleasure to be able to share that with you. Andrew, it is a Christian school and you're the chaplain there and the students are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander background. What is it that you have picked up? Is there something special that you've adapted to or understood in a deeper way about Aboriginal culture in Australia? What sort of things have you been able to glean there? Yeah, it's a great, great question. And whilst I am early there uh, in my days... um, my goal has really been to work with the Indigenous staff that, that are there, uh, and as well as all staff, um, as the school um, yeah, discovers how it, it wants to combine, I guess, um, education as well as faith, spirituality and culture, um, and, and actually look back and honour the historical past, the cultural past, and then look at that. I guess my heart has been to, to not 
necessarily dictate too much, but to to look at the scriptures, look at the Bible, and look at who Jesus was and then who he is today, and how that can can speak into um, both the historical highs and lows, um, but also into the, the cultural um, side of, of language, of, of the land, um, of all these different things. And there's, there's actually a beautiful harmony in them all. And, and I'm just excited to see the kids make sense and connect and then allow their own personal faith and their own personal connection to both the Word of God but also um, the, the person of Jesus and then the, the Holy Spirit still breathing and moving through this land and into their hearts and, and through their very being. And so that, that's actually the real um, heart of what I'm keen to see um, both learn for myself but to see each of, of, of the individual boys and girls and then the staff of the school um, begin to merge these, these streams into one, I guess, flowing river of freedom that I believe Jesus wow. died for. Have. Yep. Well, there's certainly some dark places in Australia's history and I've heard uh, others reflect that the church did good things throughout Australian history but didn't do enough of them. And uh, what you're involved in there in a Christian school uh, is just a wonderful opportunity to increase uh, these bonds of reconciliation and uh, to work with an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander family base there where you are in Townsville. The school that you're working with is called Shalom Christian College. Just quickly, uh, how can people support Shalom Christian College or uh, through Carinity, which is the organisation and outreach of Queensland Baptists? How, how do people support what you're doing there? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, check out the website or the, the Facebook page um, under those names that you've just shared. Um, give it a like. Um, read up on, on, on the newsletters or the, the magazine about the school and, and, and I guess just encourage and support the work um, and, and I guess your prayers that we, we would see a, yeah, a generation of, of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children come through with both education but also strong faith in Jesus and, and great dreams of, of how they can see this land restored, reconciled and, and healed. I think that's the real prayer um, and, and that's the heart of Jesus, that, that we would see heaven on earth and that Australia could, could really live up to and mature to who Jesus called us to be. Well, Andrew, honour to you for responding to that call on your life and uh, honour too to the Carinity people uh, working with Shalom Christian College and uh, they also work in aged care and disability services with prisoners and with the homeless too. You mentioned, uh, hey, check out the websites. You'll find one for Shalom Christian College but uh, also carinity.org.au, carinity.org.au. Uh, Andrew, just great getting your insights. Andrew Bollum, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for all you guys do. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.